0: Hi, this is Michelle Lassley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together. My guest today is Cece Hart. She uses the pronoun she, her, hers. Cece is an inspiration activator and health and wellness enthusiast. She conjures up a wide range of modalities to lift spirits and activate your body, mind and spirit, including delicious plant-based organic food And she shares her personal experience through raw, unfiltered stories as a writer and writes about everything in her life from travel to inspirational self-help blogs. She's an energetic intuitive who has a passion for the health and wellness realm and pulls from effective strategies to fill your life with love and inner bliss. She is also a part of a very dynamic environmental tech company that's motivating users to save the planet as a wellness advisor and partnerships coordinator AKA a community catalyzer. It's her dream to create a world with drinkable waters, organic natural foods, chemical-free breathable air, and empowered, happy, healthy people to help safeguard the planet for futures to come. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Michelle. You're welcome. So one of the things I was so excited to chat with you about is that we both have a passion in sustainability. And I was hoping I could just start out by defining how I interpret sustainability. And then if you could build on where your definition goes, Sure. so. For those of you who've listened to my podcast, you might have heard me say that I define the sustainability by the triple bottom line. And this comes out of a lot of language, like from 1987, from this thing called the Brundtland Report in sustainable urban development, where sort of that language sort of started and it's evolved over time. And you may be familiar with like B corporations and getting B certified. And so one way that the B corporations look at things is by defining sustainability by the triple bottom line, meaning you balance the planet or the environment, profit or money and people or equity all in equilibrium. And with the B Corp specifically, then there's like a measure against that where you have to fill reports, just like a regular corporation is adding in that layer of accountability. So how do you define sustainability?
1: Well, you know, I love that and sustainability to me is to sustain something first and foremost. So I actually strive more toward regeneration. And so that's why a lot of the work I do, we are trying to go beyond sustainability because I think it's fantastic all the ways that you mentioned that we're, we're trying to sustain what we've got going on here. But I, I like to encourage and inspire to take a, a further step because if we sustain our planet right now as it is, you know, it's it's not ideal, and so how can we actually go past that? But sustainability is a great right step. It's just that I want to go a little bit farther.
0: Awesome. So I love this building on, right? So like, when I've studied sustainability, it's like, uh, how can we make sure? we have a world that lives for generations right like thinking of that the thinking seven generations beyond us what is the world going to look like that we're we're not necessarily planting the tree for us but we're planting it for many generations beyond where we are so if you want to switch the language a bit to regeneration which is obviously much more inclusive like we're regenerating more trees let's not just plant a tree let's get the tree to repopulate and get a whole forest What does a regenerative world look like to you?
1: You know, right now in our current financial and environmental climates, I think that we could just do a little bit better. So for me, as you said in the introduction, for me, maybe a more regenerative world has breathable air. So a lot of us take advantage of the fact that we can breathe air without it being too much of a problem, but there's huge pollution um, you know, and just in cityscapes that people are sometimes even used to and don't even realize. Right. Uh, even, you know, for me, I, before COVID happened, like I was always wearing a mask for pollution in, in traffic. So that's that's one thing that's really near and dear to me. Also, clean, drinkable waters. To me, the fact that so many companies are going and taking the fresh water systems and then putting it in plastic, which is definitely not regenerative, and then selling it to us in a grocery store wrapped in more plastic is just completely ridiculous. So I would love for us to be able to drink directly from springs and rivers, but there's obviously a long way to go for that. Also food systems that are safe. You know, there's so many toxins and and chemicals that are sprayed and normalized and approved for consumption but are having extreme devastating effects on the body and the mind and the spirit as well. So um, to me, having organic, natural foods that can be found without intervention chemically, that would be a more regenerative future. And I think those three things alone, air, water and food for humans and for all of life would be fantastic in towards being healthy enough to make maybe more steps that, you know, let's plant more trees and then we have better oxygen and just building off of that.
0: Yeah, I love this building on, right? Like it's got to have the next step before we can, you know, run the entire mile or the marathon or whatever it is. Uh, And breaking it down to those simple things, like I tend to say soil instead of food, but it it kind of amounts to the same thing. Uh, And have it be accessible in a place where people, it's all, I kind of think of it as an extension of our rights, right? So that I would love us to see that, like we all are, if you will, entitled to, everybody on the planet is entitled to clean air, clean water and clean soil, to grow clean food, to nourish our, our families. That I would love to see conversations and, and actions go that step.
1: Oh, I could not love that more. <laughs> I, met, I met a guy in New Zealand who was actually an activist for making nature have the same rights as humans. So he was working on giving a mountain rights legally so that you can't, you can't interact with that mountain without legal consequence, which I think would be fantastic to see that happen on a large scale. What if we started giving uh, legal entity to forests or to water bodies? I think that would be tremendous in, in how we engage with our natural world if we thought that it had rights as well.
0: Yeah. How did you come to this line of thinking? Like, what what happened for you? Or was this always a part of your life? And
1: oh i think for me it's always been i think i've been able to realize without knowing so much that there's something wrong with the world you see you know trash on the ground or plastic running down a river and that just doesn't seem natural so even i remember at a young age uh, on sundays going and picking up bottles off the street and just things like that so it's always been a part of my life but as i got older after i graduated university I had a lot of friends in environmental science and it just really triggered this, I guess, activist inside of me to say, okay, we need to stand up. And so the more research I did, the more climate summits I went to, the more involved in that kind of sphere I got, the more depressed I got, to be honest with you, because I thought I genuinely thought at one point, okay, uh, we're done. There's nothing that we can do here to save the planet. And that's a devastating feeling that I think that a lot of people are sitting with. You know that they think that they can't make a difference because they think that we're you know already going to hell in a handbasket hope i'm allowed to say that word yes (laughs) (laughs) all right um but that 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 lack of feeling like there's hope is i think why the world is normal as it is so for me i just realized okay if we can each take our own step and empower ourselves in whatever way that is Maybe it's a beach cleanup or maybe it's a recycling program, whatever that first step is, whatever you want to build on, then we make a difference and we keep moving forward because it's like you said, there's generation. I always think about that. The generations to come, how could we for myself? I can't live with myself to think that I would be leaving this world as it is to, to children that didn't do this to the planet. So that's where my whole like passion comes from.
0: Mm, It sounds like you just have a really inherent sense of responsibility and stewardship that's just like a part of the woven fabric of your being.
1: I wish we all did. (laughs) Why don't we? I mean, I think I genuinely believe that this is Mother Nature. And so I look at it like a mother. And when I when I do um, speeches and stuff like that, that's how I communicate it is that if we were to actually look at our planet as our mother, would we feel okay with how we treat her? No. Um, So why why do we then? And why aren't we stewards? And why don't we do even the small things that make a big difference? So I guess I'm just going to keep on pushing and keep on trying my best to light that fire inside others.
0: So what's one way you like to light the fire inside other people?
1: This is a little bit unorthodox, but this is what I found was really helpful for me is that So without going down a huge rabbit hole, there is so many chemicals and toxins in our regular life, like in our air, in our food, in our water. And I believe that they actually block us from being able to understand what's going on. So when I started to drink clean water, um, clean food, and do my best to breathe clean air, I realized that I was more connected to myself and not so numbed down by my my normal, my normal. And so with that, then I have more energy and charge to take control of my surroundings. And so what I've noticed is that when I help people along their healthy path, and they detoxify a lot of the chemicals and toxins that have come into their life, then they're a lot more open to see it's like their mind is less cloudy. And they say, Oh, my gosh, if this is how I could feel, why would I go back to feeling that way? And Why are we supporting the industries and the systems that make this normal for us, that do make it impossible with all that cloudiness to see?
0: Yeah. So one of the things I do is I educate on essential oils. And in our community, one of the things we find is that sometimes somebody comes to us and they literally don't like the smell of some of our very common oils, like lavender or wild orange or something. And if that individual is open to pursuing a cleaner lifestyle, what's often unmasked is that the more they clean up their lifestyle, whether, you know, so removing the perfumes and the toxic makeup that you might be putting on your body and cleaning up your diet and moving towards maybe more natural fibers in your clothing and things, then all of a sudden that natural plant medicine suddenly smells good. So just to kind of, you know, Highlight your point of bringing about that clarity and that connection as you clean up and literally get more connected with, with nature.
1: I love that, and, and lavender is a big one that a lot of people have this negative association with it because they uh, the most common complaint that I hear is that it gives them headaches. Mm. But actually, it's supposed to remove their headaches that's one of the soothing things that it does, right? right? So I always find that very interesting, and like I have essential oils right here too. So I'm yeah, a. a a big uh, fan of their many multiple uses and how they can heal the body mind and spirit. Yeah,
0: when we're when we're obtaining them responsibly and you know and clean and you know just yes, talk talk to your favorite essential oil people to make sure you go to a, a good source. That's all I'll say about that. That's for
1: sure. <laughs> Reputable oils are a very a must because they actually can be toxic and Yeah. that's not no. good either. No,
0: no, no. Uh I forgot that you use essential oils. So I'm glad we got to. So what people who do use essential oils, I actually like to ask them, what oil are you diffusing anything right now? Um, I
1: always use thieves when I'm moving into a new place. Oh, so nice. thieves is a, thieves is an interesting blend that has really medicinal, um, like antiseptic properties for cleansing. So when I move into a new space, which I just did, I love to diffuse the air with that or sage. Mm-hmm. So I do. I do have both of those, but um, on a regular basis when I'm sleeping, I love frankincense. It's so mind opening and activating. Mm-hmm. It's one of my fav- favorite smells. And I guess to go back to your point, I don't think that I always loved that smell. And now it brings me on this kind of enchanting journey in my own mind and gives me all these creative abilities coming through. So it's really beautiful when you open up that connection to the the world of nature and how it evolves with you That's on so your
0: awesome. journey. Yes, yes. So a partner to Thieves, the common, um, so I sell do- doTERRA essential oils. And so the counterpoint for that would be On Guard, and it's otherwise known as the protective blend. So it helps boost the immune system. The Thieves v- version has a really beautiful story of how thieves used to anoint themselves with oils when they were on their thieving path. And that's so just, if I can find a link, I'll drop a link to that story in the show notes because it is a fun kind of story to go. Um, Okay. So I'm really curious before we take a break, can you describe a little bit more about uh, the magic you like to infuse with people, you know, getting them connected to a healthier life, like just kind of peel another layer off that.
1: Sure. Okay. So when I, when I had my devastation period where I actually believed that there was no way to survive the apocalypse that was definitely coming, I went and I moved down to Central America and started immersing myself with medicine, women and men, like literally in the jungle. And I honestly don't know exactly what I was thinking, but I think at the time I thought we were all doomed and why not just start my own permaculture organic farm. And then at least I would be fine. my husband (laughs) um so i thought okay well we need to learn how to heal ourselves medicinally with the with with the plants with plant nature plant nature with nature and plants and um and plant medicine and so i think that that really pushed me into in different realms that i hadn't experienced before so we're talking about detoxifying but this was taking me next next levels and so i learned so much about how to be connected to nature, how to eat food directly from the forest, how to heal yourself if you get stung by some crazy wasp with a um, a paste made from plants that you can directly put onto your body and be healed immediately. All these all these beautiful magic things came into my life, and people started asking me to share them. And so from that, it just escalated one thing after another. So I. I don't always share medicine and, and natural medicine unless you directly talk to me and ask me something because that's it varies on climate. So what plants are you using? So you know, you being in the United States, you would have a whole different spectrum of plants to use. So there's all that. But anyway, it got me really into food and that connection from soil, which is super important, as you mentioned. Soil, growing your own food, and then healing the body and I just wanted. At first, I actually felt very nervous to share it because some of it can be seen as quite eccentric and against the norm. But I believe that it's truly life changing and how much it's changed my life. And people saw me go from, you know, A to probably N or P something along the alphabet. Not all the way there, but quite far. And I just wanted to be able to share that. So it, that it just came naturally to me and inspired to me to be able to do that. And anytime I would shy away from it, I felt like life was knocking on my door and saying, hey, this is information that, you know, was given to you.
0: Continue to share it on. Oh, I love that. Let's take a break, and when we come back, I want to dig into what a community catalyzer is. I love aligning my days with nature's rhythms, and I made a tool to make it easier. I would like to introduce you to my moon deck. My moon deck is a perpetual calendar, a calendar that never expires. This 86 card deck with booklet will allow you to lay out your day, week or month and overlay the sun and the moon with the elements and with the celebrations from the wheel of the year. This tool drawn and created by me, Michelle Lastly, will be your fun, whimsical and practical tool to see how nature and its rhythms can support you. If you want to learn more and get your own deck today, visit www.michellelassley.com moon deck. I can't wait to help you align your time with nature and my perpetual calendar, the Moon Deck. Welcome back. Okay, so one of the things you call yourself is a community catalyzer. Before you get into what that is, uh I wanted to sort of set the stage that one of the thought patterns that's kind of out there is that capitalism is so broken and has really served to, you know, so you can use words like patriarchy, capitalism, um, so many words that we could use and we can build on that, but it has so squelched our honoring of the Earth, and has created the system of destruction. And that really the only way that we can get out of the system of destruction is to create something so radically different, and hopefully better, that it will completely do away with this destructive, toxic system, and will embrace this new thing. How does that land for you?
1: Yes! <laughs> so- so on point, you know, I I 100% agree. Uh, I'm just kind of in awe with exactly what you said, because it's so refreshing to hear somebody say that, because so many people are just stuck in it, and it's just normal for them, and they don't realize, and they haven't questioned it yet, and why should they question it? Because they've been told not to question it, and so that's kind of the sphere that I'm working in right now. I'm part of a project called Seeds, and it's revamping the financial system to be by the people for the planet it's truly revolutionary we call it a regenerative renaissance instead of a revolution because the point is not to fight the system but just to create a new system that people can choose to use if they want to it's an alternative and it's made and created by people all over the world with the earth in mind so it it is it is a financial system because we use a financial system we're used to that but what it does is it rewards regenerative behavior and i use the word regenerative again because what we want to do is always have people thinking next step and just doing more and more good for the planet so for me uh, my role has always been evolutionary in the experience with it because we're growing massively now as more and more people especially with covid realizing that the system is I'm just trying to watch my words. (laughs) It's broken. It, you know, it is devastating and it truly is having a negative impact on the planet. So how do we fix that? Um, So for me, Community Catalyzer is spreading the word about what we are offering, what we are creating, inviting people into that. That's what's really, truly important about our work is that it's open source. It's decentralized. There's no hierarchy. There is certainly no no remnants of the old that we're wanting. They do come with us from our memories and our experience, but we have the community and like I said, it's decentralized. So when decision-making is coming up, if any of those old world patterns come in, we are quick to rectify it and find transformational solutions and evolutions to be um, much better with, again, with the planet in mind every step of the way.
0: So what, is, what does it look like in real life, the effects of seeds? Well,
1: it changes every day because it's spreading massively. We haven't done any marketing so far. Uh, We do talk about it from time to time, like in this case situation with the right audience. Right now, it's private release to people that care about the environment, the regenerators. We call them the people that want to make a difference in the world, people that understand that it is our financial systems. It is our government systems that are that are supporting the regeneration or the degeneration of the world. If you get paid money to do something that's going to take natural resources, you would do that because you're trying to profit. So now we're just turning everything on the head and just telling people we have this solution, this alternative come on board. And so we have a active team of, we call them ambassadors. These are people that are just driven to spread the word, to be involved, to co-create all coming together in different capacities and different themes, I guess, or different areas of interest to to go ahead and, and make system changes there. So we have uh, people that are really focused on food. So we have lots of food projects, local food and teaching farmers to get rid of pesticides and use organic. And then there's, so there's a lot of training and resources going into that, for example, and different, I mean, any anybody can come to seeds it's there's we also have an app anybody can come to seeds with a proposal either um, for a small scale thing or a large scale thing and they can receive grants they can receive community support they can find other people to work with together so it's there's multiple aspects of what we're doing but one is connection there's another marketplace that's coming to coming to be there's um, the transactional element. So we actually created our own digital coin. It's called Seeds uh, and it's uh, cryptocurrency. So it's on the blockchain. So it's totally different sphere of financial system. And then there's the co-op, which is the governance. So the the Seeds community, the regenerators get to come and they get to express what they want to see happen. And in real time, they can create it.
0: So you mentioned some projects like uh, teaching farmers how to go pesticide free and some other things. What are some other examples of things that are visible in our, in our tangible world that this, this uh, idea has affected?
1: So there is um, a huge team that just started in Switzerland Mm -hmm. and they're doing, I want to say spiritual or conscious Events, and there was one that they just did a huge one for on New Year's Eve, and they had a bunch of different artists come together and share their their passion and their love for the world in different ways, maybe through song, maybe through um, painting, different experiences like that. We we also have um, well just a huge pool of artists coming together to share how they believe that the they see the world and how they can use their gifts to change the world. So I, I give you tons of examples of different partnerships because they they vary. There's seed co-ops To I keep going back to food because that's my passion, but there's beach cleanups. There's, like I said, the org- organic local food initiatives. There's um, clothing and textile initiatives to make sure that people are not using the, like the really bad fabrics that are not good for the environment and teaching about bamboo usage oh nice So it's, it's quite it's quite all over the uh, all over the spectrum of what you might do in your real life job it could be anything i mean could be anything and you just bring it into seeds and figure out how to make it regenerative and you can pair up with people that are doing the same
0: thing so i'm just trying to understand so um let's say you wanted to do you live on an island right So let's say you wanted to do a beach cleanup because you notice that the beach closest to your home is starting to get not awesome and you wanted to clean it up and you didn't want to do it by yourself. And you said, I'm going to turn to the seeds community to help me support get support on this. What would that, what would that look like? What would the support look like? Would it end up being realized and funds so that you could maybe get the right amount of bags or something to do the appropriate disposal of the trash? Or would it be also maybe volunteers to come help you with the cleanup? Like what would that look like? What could it look like?
1: That's a great example. I feel like I've shown you a picture of the beach here because that's so needed. And we do definitely encourage that a lot. So what that would look like is you would go, if you needed funding or you needed support, you would go into the Passport, which is the app, and you would go into the the co-op and you would launch what we call a proposal. And it would say something like, I'm launching a beach cleanup in Bali. These are the tools that I will need. Um, These are the expenses that I expect to occur, incur. These are the amount of people that I would like to participate. The participation would be weird because there would have to be enough people that have seen the proposal to be in your area. Mm. And at at this point, unless you have a, a community, an ecosystem, maybe not, but what you could do is you could Uh, put that as part of your cost if you felt that you needed to pay someone, but typically you would probably try to find volunteers for that example. Um, And then in that case, you could wait for a grant, which grants come after go live, or you can just request this to be a a quest in which you could ask for upfront I'm just trying really hard to simplify it. Sorry, guys. You could ask for up upfront seeds to give out to participants as an incentive at this point. So let me do a better job. So let's say Michelle and I are going to do the speech cleanup. We could say on our proposal, we are going to give out 25 seeds for every participant that comes. At this point, we can do that because that's where we're giving rewards to people for joining this system
0: at this point. And rewarding their After behavior. Going,
1: Exactly. This is a good thing. We're going to reward you for doing this. After go live, then we could put in something that says, "Okay, we need one hundred dollars because we need bags and gloves and all this stuff. And then at that point, the community would vote on it and say, "Okay, we think this is great. This is obviously in line with the ethos. Sure, we're going to pass it. You get the funding and then that will go into your account you facilitate how you purchase the items that you've requested
0: and so then there would be like a transfer of funds like so I mean just like you know if I go to Europe and I would get my euro and then I go to the you know then go back to the United States and then it becomes American dollars There's some sort of transfer that happens that it can yeah
1: yes and so after go live the transfer will be a lot easier because we will have our own uh, exchange system within the app oh neat so the reason why this is a little bit complicated to explain and I didn't want to confuse you all is because the app is still being built right now so there's the functionality that's currently present and then the functionality that's coming in the future.
0: Nice. Okay. So uh I want to go back to this idea of needing something to just completely shake up. Um are there do you know of any other projects out there in line like that's maybe comparable to this or something different that uh is is equally trying to shake up our capitalistic system and if you don't that's okay
1: I know that there's a lot of projects that come through for us uh wanting to be we call them alliances but partners uh that's no longer my role so I'm not extremely familiar with who might be coming through but I have before I saw amazing projects that are doing their own little piece. In the world, um, do they have a financial system <laughs> like we have? No, 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 not necessarily. But there is a project called Local Skill that is common and that's doing really fantastic things with marketplace and being able to shift
0: finances for whatever you're trying to purchase. We only have a couple more minutes. I, I am wondering if you had like some inspiration to give people and refining that hope, right? So you were at that space before where you're, you're, you know, and I've been there too, like, oh my gosh, there's just, there's too many problems in this world. It's too big for one person to handle it all. And one of, one of the things that I think is really beautiful about children, and one of, um, there's a lot of people who like to say, it's not just like I have one son, right? So he's not just my son, or someone else's child. Isn't just this other person's child? They're our children, right? And one thing that I think children have is they are literally like you can see the future in them, right? They're gonna they're gonna grow up, theoretically start their own families, and there's gonna be more children, and that is our hope. And so if nothing else, like we can look to hope and the the small people around us. What is what are some things that you would inspire people to look for for hope if they're feeling in that space like that's too big we have too many problems
1: i i love that the the community that we have within seeds is really fantastic because you can find your niche of what matters to you for you and i it seems that we are triggered by the children and the future within the children some people don't have that connection necessarily, but there's a different connection that means something to them. Maybe it's it well, I mean it really could vary. It's whatever you want to cling to to save, whatever really inspires you. Maybe you just really want the bees to not go extinct. Maybe that's your thing or maybe you want animal cruelty to stop. Maybe you like maybe you want the rivers to be clean and you want to drink them. I can't say what is, you know, in alive in you, but if you find that, and I think, I think the seed community is so beautiful because you find other people that share that passion and then it ignites inside of you. Because when you're alone, even if you have a passion, even if you have a child and you look into their eyes and you think, oh my gosh, I can't leave you with this mess, with this climate catastrophe that is looming overhead. Like how how could I leave this to you? Even if you don't have something like that, you can find the community of people that have reasons to hold on to and I have been inspired by hope enough to get involved in this project and they see it as this ray of hope, as this alternative, as this potential for a new future. So I would say if you feel alone and you feel like you want someone to connect you, that would be a great place that we could offer you to come into. And especially if you want to do something to change the world, these are the people, the tribe. That can support you and you know, on that mission. But you know, but that's that's ultimately up to you. And if we just keep on living life day to day where we don't think about that, I think it could just the world could really be in a bad state. <laughs> so we do need we do need those moments of just, okay, I wanna do better. How do I do it?
0: I'm almost hearing an invita- an invitation to ignite your passions in community.
1: Oh, I think for sure. I think that I even introverted people I think you can I'm introverted, but I find that when I come together with this community and the people that care about what I care about, it inspires me so I don't feel so alone. So I know that there is people out there that are going to be working together to do this. and then you then it doesn't seem so large, you know, and seeds specifically, I can give you the hope that I have is because like literally I started from, just giving up and now I see how this is spreading without any marketing and you know it's really just word by word but uh, word word of mouth and it's like literally lighting up all over the globe and people are just being activated by this by this hope so that would be what I would hope to inspire and in everyone I mean, it's free that's so a lot of people think is this something that I need to pay for free to join we can give you invitation because invitation only right now we can give you an invitation and then maybe you'll find the tribe that just gets you on your way. And if you don't feel this is for you, then it doesn't have to be, but at least you found a tribe
0: to ignite that hope. Right. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing about your passions and sustainability and how we can inspire hope for the future. I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Balance Shared is curated by me, Michelle Lastly and produced by Matt Hunter. The Instrumental Music Grass by Silent Partner is from the YouTube Audio Library. If you've enjoyed today's episode, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you've loved the messages of co-creating a better future and digging into ourselves, maybe you'd like to become a sponsor. Email hello at to get your sponsorship guide. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Michelle Lasley with balance shared a space where I truly believe we are better together.